Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You know, sometimes you just need a different take on today's sports news. And that's just what we're going to do. I say, sports fans. A fresh look at the headlines is here with the Dopey Millennial Show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Getting what the ATL needs. A fresh weekend sports talk show. Okay, let's do it. Let's just get down to it. Now, the Dopey Millennial Show is on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. I'm Caleb Johnson here with you for the next four hours. Get four hours with you guys today on this uh, rainy Sunday in Atlanta. It's been, uh, what a weird weather couple of days, honestly. Um, like I, I'm someone who, I grew up here, I've lived here for a long time. I get it. Like I, I know this happens, the whole wake up on one day, you walk outside and you're like, oh, 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 gotta go grab my jacket. All right. Okay, so you grab your jacket, you go out, you, you you go about your day. You wake up the next day before you leave the door. You're like, oh, I'm gonna grab my jacket. I know it's gonna be cold today. Walk out and you're about to get sunburnt uh, because it is so warm outside, 70 degrees. Uh, and then you have a day like today where you wake up and it's like, oh, okay, so it's gonna be really cold and windy. Uh, and then it decides to rain, and you're like, are we, are we headed towards snow? Like, what is what is happening in this city right now? But it's uh, just all part of the, the Georgia experience, quite honestly. And uh, who knows? It'll probably jump back to being, like, 75 tomorrow, and we'll all try to avoid being sick. Uh, that's, what it, that's what it does to me. I spent the whole, like, beginning of January sick, and I was telling my wife earlier today, I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go back. I, I can't do this again. It was, it was uh, too much as the, the flu bug, whatever kind of thing uh, is going around. But excited to be with you guys uh, night on the game today for four hours as we'll uh, um, got some exciting guests coming up. A couple of people or well, I guess you'd say one person that I haven't uh, brought on the program before. Miles Garrett uh, is going to join at 640. He spent some time out at the Senior Bowl this week, so we'll get in. So a little bit of a conversation about uh, that whole event because as far as football goes, reason why I'm talking to you today is because there there is no tackle football. Like there's no football that you actually want to watch today. There was a there was a, a uh, air quotes football game on today, and we'll talk about it next segment when we get into the rest of the story. But uh, there's no tackle football. 
as the Senior Bowl was the only tackle football of the weekend. And uh, it was a, honestly, it was a good display for some from UGA players uh, who were able to take home some awards and get some attention. And like I said, we'll talk to Miles Garrett about that at uh, 640 in the show. Also uh, going to have Brad Rowland uh, of Locked on Hawks join the show at 740 tonight uh, because Brad is always very much, uh, as he is a part of the Locked on Network, he is very much locked in on what is going on with this Hawks team right now. Obviously, you guys know that I cover the team here for 99 Game, and so I've, I've spent a lot of time with Brad and around this team, and it's always nice to get a fresh perspective outside of your own. So we're going to talk to Brad at 740. Trade deadline coming up in five days. Like, it, it's here. It is right around the corner. You know what's also right around the corner, as in tomorrow? DeJounte Murray bobblehead night at State Farm Arena. And when I tell you two weeks ago, I put some of my colleagues on watch and I said, all right, did, did, did anyone have any communication with promotions and tell them this might get awkward? Or if you're me, uh, you reach out to the guy that you know who works in promotions and you go, hey, set me a bobblehead aside, <laughs> regardless right. of how it goes, Dom. You know, it's just one of those like very uh, awkward because this could end up in a very much a I feel like this only happens really in like baseball. Yeah. Where yeah. you you trade a guy and then it ends up it's his bobblehead night or it's his jersey yeah, like what if he gets giveaway. traded on bobblehead night. That would, oof. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those. <laughs> like, if you're if you're the front office, do you hold your trade you, for another day? Hey yeah, guys, hold on, I, hold absolutely. on. Danny, Danny, don't. Hey guys, hang on one one day. Just give yeah. me one day. Twenty four hours. Yeah, and let it let us get this inventory out. No, I, I'm sure Landry probably has absolutely no idea that uh, uh, outside of maybe his son wanting a Dejounte Murray bobblehead tomorrow night. That is taking place. But uh, uh, like I said, Brad Rowland of Lockdown Hawks going to join the show at 640 uh, to talk about this team this week. It's a wild week that it's been, uh, especially given last night. I'm trying to save that conversation uh, for next segment. But uh, um, Brad is going to join the show at 740. Then at 840 in the show, we're going to have Jason Longshore because – what a day for the city of Atlanta. It, like, it might be a little rainy and gloomy as far as weather-wise, uh, but the excitement level, and if you are not aware, if you've been hiding under a rock for some point today, or if you're in the camp of, I just don't know how big of a deal this is really going to be, you're going to see. You're going to see. And I'm really excited. Like As someone who was too little to appreciate the 96 Olympics, but I just like have an obsession over it just because I think it's a really cool event and a really cool way of like showcasing our city. I am so excited for the World Cup to come in 2026. And we learned a lot of interesting news today. Learned who's going to get the final, who maybe was thinking they were going to get the final. Uh, and we found out how many games it, uh, the city of Atlanta is going to host for the World Cup in 2026. So we're going to talk to Jason Longshore about that at 8.40 in the show, as well as uh, there was a preseason match played yesterday uh, up in Athens against Memphis. And so that'll be 
another good conversation of uh, another week of even though it's still preseason, still friendly, all of that sort of stuff, what we're learning about this Atlanta United team as we get ready to uh, kick off the season rather uh, rather shortly. Now, Dom, are you a do you care anything about the Grammys tonight? Um, I will like I'm not I used to be like I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. At this point, I don't care enough to watch, but like I will absolutely go back like tomorrow or like at the end of the night and like look through and see who won. Okay. Yeah, because that's I I have a weird love hate relationship yeah. with award shows in general, um, just from a perspective of like get really excited sometimes over like what you know it's yeah. just one of those like <laughs> right. why why are we really making this that big of a deal well uh but it is a, a big accomplishment for a lot of times uh especially some of i, I guess more of the um uh, the little, little guys is what i think of so, you know so what i was gonna say was that like for me so like one of because one of the ones that i saw already got announced um that made me happy like in instances where like a specific artist that you really like or like an album that you really like is nominated i think then it brings me in more so like this year like victoria monet won r&b album of the year for jaguar 2 i was really excited about that because i thought she was someone who you know was kind of wasn't going to get her just due and was kind of under the radar and it's nice to see her get that recognition so like i'm excited about that so i think that adds an element to it but yeah i think i'm at a point where it's like i i catch it on social media now like all of the clips and things yeah, like absolutely. that um, I'm not just religiously like sitting in front of the TV watching the show. Um, the one, the reason why I brought it up though is because I don't know if you saw, but Killer Mike won a Grammy. His album won a Grammy, uh, and uh, really exciting for you know for the city of Atlanta. I would yeah. say uh, as he has kind of been just a, a poster child in so many different ways for this city. The reason why I brought it up though is because Mike said something a bit outrageous a couple of weeks ago. So Killer Mike performed at halftime of the MLK Day game uh, against the Spurs. And uh, really cool performance. Had a lot of fun. That was just a fun game overall. And then Killer Mike goes and speaks to the media. And someone asks him, I believe it was Terrell Thomas, asked him about, you know, hey, what would it feel like if you're able to, to take home a Grammy this year? I kid you not. And I need to find the audio because I, I wasn't recording myself. I just saw it later. Killer Mike tells the group standing there, me winning a Grammy is like the Braves or the Falcons winning a championship for this city. And I said, sir... Sir, I love you. Love the music. It's very, very (laughs) passionate. It is very unique. (laughs) It is very Atlanta um, because of of the way his storytelling is. um, And it's just like a good flow. Like, it's a good vibe. However, sir, 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 in no way is Killer Mike winning a Grammy in any way a comparison to the Braves winning a World Series or the Falcons winning a Super Bowl. But when he said it, he was so he was dumb. I'm not kidding. He was so no, I, like legit like yeah. he was he he was I dead can, serious. I can believe I can believe that he believes that. Yeah. That fair. 
I can. Fair. That's that's what I will say. I can believe that he believes that statement. Yeah. Um. Do I agree with that statement? No. It's really cool that you won a Grammy, and it's great for the city, and that's awesome. You're a child of Atlanta. Awesome. Awesome. Love to see the success. Um, we're not throwing a parade for Killer Mike <laughs> exactly. because he won a Grammy. Yeah. If the Hawks win a championship, we'll throw a parade. The Braves did win a championship. We we threw a parade. Uh huh. A fast parade, but we did throw a parade. <laughs> it came so, by. So, <laughs> you know, a little different. Yeah. That I think you you know how I would gauge this. Honestly, this is a legitimate way because we were just talking about Dejounte Murray and the whole potentially awkward situation. Uh, the Hawks or the Braves need to do a Killer Mike bobblehead because my immediate thought that was, okay, maybe Outcast winning a Grammy is is like you know Atlanta feels like they've yeah, won a championship. Yeah. Um, however, it's not the same, and you would know based on the fact of the amount of people who went crazy over that Outcast bobblehead that came out yeah. with the Braves last summer. You could. They could do a really cool thing. Like it can be like Killer Mike Grammy bobblehead night. Like yeah. it can be a, like a, a bobblehead of him holding a Grammy. Like that would be cool, Absolutely. and that'd be a nice tribute to him. I think exactly. Uh, there would be a, it would be a great way of paying homage to uh, a, a great hip hop legend in our city, as well as a little reality check of there's not going to be a line <laughs> yeah, four hours before <laughs> right. the game starts. Because people want the bobblehead so badly. It was just, sorry. That was just one of those things. I know it was a completely random tangent, random <laughs> way to start the Dopey Millennial show tonight. Um, but when I saw that, it was, I was coming into the show tonight, and I saw that, he, that uh, Killer Mike won a Grammy. And I was thinking, huh, that makes me think of the, it'd be like winning a championship for the city. And I'm sorry, it would not be. But it's also a really cool moment for the city as uh, this day has just been a really cool moment uh, with the World Cup announcement, uh, as well as just a, it feels like, you know, with the with the Hawks um, on a good run right now uh, and everything going on, uh, just in the city as a whole, feels like um, Falcons had coach, you know, and new coaching hires being brought in. A lot of reasons to be excited in the city today, uh, and a lot of those things we're going to get into with the rest of the story coming up next. All the headlines of the day. I'm Caleb Johnson. This is the Dopey Millennial Show. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. of the Dopey Millennial Show. How do real-life millennials respond? Those fire. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. Caleb Johnson here with you on this Sunday evening. We're going to take this thing all the way up until 10 o'clock tonight. We'll hand things off over to the uh, CBS Sports Network this evening. Uh, It's been a while since I've gotten to do a a four-hour show like this. And uh, like I said earlier, it is because there was no football on today. Like, I am self-aware. I know what the program is. I know when I see my name on the schedule on Sunday, it was like, huh. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Super Bowl is next week. And this week, was there was there something going on today? Nah. Nah. <laughs> but there, at all. <laughs> there have been some exciting things going on in the city uh, and uh, and just in the headlines in general as a whole. So, Dom, let's get into the rest of the story. Now, 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 the rest of the story. The rest of the story. I figure if I'm going to tease it, I might as well talk about it. Uh, what I was alluding to is the NFL Pro Bowl games. Yes, it, they're games now because we don't just have one singular event that we watch. And uh, honestly, I'm, I'm just going to say it. I th- I was wrong. I thought switching to this style of format would maybe make me care more about the the event as a whole. Uh, just from uh, well, this is a little more fun, and now uh, maybe players won't be so concerned about tackling, so they'll take you know it'll be more precision. And I didn't even watch. You, you know what it is. We have. I think I've come to this realization. Football is just a sport that cannot be enjoyed when it's not played at 100% speed. Correct. Yeah. It, it's just not like in the NBA, you can get away with that because, like, oh, we'll see, like, someone will play bad defense and, like, it's just alley oops and three pointers all night. Yeah. And that's fun. Still fun. MLB, it's like, okay, we, we got to, like, because those guys take it a little bit more seriously in the mm-hmm. MLB. So, like, you get to see the big pitcher and you get to see the big hitters and all this other stuff. And, like, it's a little bit more fun that way. NFL, like, no one really wants to be there. Yeah. Because you can't. 50 percented when it comes to football and it'd still be fun to watch that's the thing you're still going to see home runs in the MLB all-star game you're still going to see uh I mean you you essentially see the same game being played in the NHL when it comes to hockey um 
in the NBA, you're still going to see dunks. You're still going to see threes shot. Uh, and given the fact that the the NBA went to that new rule of kind of resetting in that final fourth quarter, kind of playing of the the rules and and paying homage to Kobe and all that kind of stuff, there is some back and forth competitive competitiveness that is happening there. Uh, final score today for the Pro Bowl game flag football game, which ends the Pro Bowl games, was uh, 64-59. NFC and Eli Manning gets the win over Peyton and the AFC. I don't care. I legitimately, I cared more about the tackle game that, like, <laughs> was, that was taking place. I don't know. And I've also... I think there's just an element, too, of um, this is always going to happen, but like a commercialization yeah, of all of, of it. Yeah. Um, I used to go to this event, and so I, in the past, have talked very fondly about the Pro Bowl because I honestly, I, I think I owe that event to some of where I, the things that I've been able to accomplish is just far as when I was in college, I was working for a TV, uh, our student-run TV station at Georgia State, and was able to get access to the Pro Bowl, cover that event, talk to NFL players, get inside, you know, you know, just that, that interview practice and all that sort of stuff to use it on my reel. Now there, there's like specific times, and they're very strict on all that kind of stuff because I had a couple of friends who were down there this week uh, since it's back in Orlando trying to do some interviews and things like that, and it is just... the And that's the thing, too. Why did we move it from Hawaii? So I actually found this out. Players stopped enjoying going to Hawaii uh, because of the the flight over and the flight back. Uh, apparently, a lot of the guys who were ending up going were family guys, and were like, "Well, I'm not gonna fly my whole, you know, twelve person or eight person family yeah. out to Hawaii for this." Um, and so I think their idea was like, let's switch it up a little bit and go where Disney and Universal, okay. yeah. all that kind of stuff is. Yeah, is. But then they went last year to Vegas because they were like, okay, let's make it a little bit fun, Travel, make it move around a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm curious to see what the plan is, what they what they do with it, just just out of pure curiosity in in the event and that sort of thing. Uh, but the actual game itself, I just absolutely. Do not care 1% at all. Did not turn the game on today. Um, and that's the thing is like maybe somebody can tell me, hey, Caleb, it was actually more interesting than you would have expected. And you just missed out. All right. But uh, I have a feeling it's just one of those things. It's not even worth fixing anymore. It's just a thing that exists in between the end of the NFC and AFC championship games and before the Super Bowl. They play it. The The players appreciate it. Uh, I saw, like, Jason Kelsey had a moment out there today. Like, cool, cool for him. Uh, the MVPs of the game, Baker Mayfield on the offensive side, Demario Davis on the defensive side. So, cool thing for them. And, like I said, and any media who's trying to get anything out of that, but uh, at least from what I heard down there, that the media opportunities weren't even that great. Uh, so it was like, if you're not living down there, it's really not even worth it. But that is the uh, NFL. Oh, and I left out the most important part, at least for us, Jesse Bates and Chris Lindstrom. Yes, they were a part of the event. I have no idea what their stats were because, you know, ESPN doesn't even bother now to put 
a like, hey, you want to see the box score? No. No one does. No one cares to see the box score of the flag football game that was played at the Pro Bowl. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'll pat myself on the back that I at least looked. I looked for it just to see if there's any stats to record. All right, continuing in the rest of the story. The big thing uh, going on last night, the Hawks beat the Warriors in overtime, 141-134. Uh, I, I am really starting to enjoy and, and try not to take for granted some of the moments that I, I'm going to be a little selfish right now, that I have gotten to watch as of late. I saw Luka score 73 with my own two eyes. It, it was I was in the arena. It was incredible. It was electric. I got to see LeBron come to town this week. That was a lot of fun. What was even more fun is getting the win and seeing a frustrated LeBron, you know, because that's been happening a lot as of late. Then seeing Phoenix come to town and being like, well, all right, let's temper expectations. It is KD. It is Devin Booker. It is Bradley Beal. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. The Hawks beat them, too. And then last night, it was like, well, okay, three-game winning streak because you beat Toronto before that on Sadiq's put back at the end that won it. And you're like, okay, all right, we, we might have pushed our luck a little bit too far trying to beat Steph. And what he's doing as of late, especially just played them a week ago and stuck around for a minute and then ended up kind of getting blown out of that game uh, after uh, they were playing their first game back from losing their assistant coach uh, and just the emotional night that that whole thing was a week ago. So it was kind of like, all right, you know, I don't know. This might be a little bit too much to ask for. And then at halftime, tied game. Into the third quarter, tied game. Into regulation, tied game. And honestly, I'll be 100% with you all. I went, you know what? Good job, Hawks. You made it this far. You got them to overtime. Even if you lose, very valiant effort. And the Hawks said, okay, we hear you. And we're going to go on an 11-0 run to start overtime and pretty much just run away with that overtime period with the uh with the with the 141 134 win. Like I was just that overtime period I could not believe it. Oh yeah, by the way, Steph Curry dropped 60 and could not score in overtime. It was wild. Um just a a crazy game to witness, a crazy week to witness quite honestly with this Hawks team who um you just don't know what to expect. Obviously talking with Chris Thomas in the crossover earlier it's it, it's like this happens every single year it feels like the Hawks get to January and are like oh wait hold up we, we gotta start playing some good basketball now no 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 we're, we're gonna turn it on we're gonna fix this we're gonna start playing some better basketball and uh that's what this week has been at least and it, it's weird though because they've had a really good week still stuck in 10th in the East um, and Chicago above them with the fact that Zach Levine was just announced going to be out six months, six months. Zach Levine's going to be out. So throw out the fact that they were going to trade him. I mean, just from a, a standpoint of like, this starts affecting how he's going to look at the beginning of next season. That's concerning. 
Because it's one of those, yeah, you know, it's going to take that long for him to get, get back. What's he going to look like on the court? Uh, there's no way that anyone's dumb enough to trade for him at this point now. It's just there's no. too big of a risk. <laughs> yeah, no. We're, unfortunately, my Bulls are kind of stuck with him for the rest of this season, and he won't be moved until next year. Yeah, and so now Chicago's got to be looking at it like, well, he was our big asset that we were going to move. But we still might as well tank this thing and tank and, for Cooper Flag and, and break right, yeah, and break it down. Uh, so that you know, that's the only tough thing. It's like from from a Hawks perspective, even if you wanted to maybe make some deals happen, um, you know, it feels like you're kind of in the same similar boat. Like you didn't lose your star, um, but you need to to tear this thing down in order to get better. I just don't know if the Hawks are going to do that. Uh, especially when they see the the shiny toy in front of them, which is, hey, you're playing well. You could actually move up. Maybe you get to eighth in the East again, and you're hosting a home play-in uh, tournament game. You know, it's uh, excuse me, play-in game, not tournament. That is in-season tournament uh, game, and and making you know trying to make the first round of the playoffs. I don't know. Uh, I just feel like there's a, a lot of different ways to get lost. And uh, what's happened as of late. All right. The other thing I want to get to before we get out of this segment, the Senior Bowl, the only tackle football to take place this weekend was down in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, the national team beat the American team. What names? Like, what are we What are we doing there? I'm sorry. I Like, Jim Nagy, I, I know this is your baby and this is your thing, and it's a great event, obviously. Um, but national versus American team? Um, anyway, sorry, I had to get sidetracked, but the national team beat the American team 16 to seven. Woof. Okay. Uh, I said there was tackle football on this weekend. I just wonder how that one went. Cause that was also a game that was on while I was trying to get ready for Hawks yesterday. So did not watch. Uh, however, uh, George's Tyke Smith was named the American team, uh, MVP, he broke up three passes in the game. Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, caught a 29-yard touchdown from Spencer Rattler. Uh, so some good things happening for the dogs. We're going to talk to Miles Garrett of Fox 5 Sports uh, coming up in about six minutes from now. Miles uh, is a, a sports reporter, obviously, for, for Fox 5. Does a great job uh, on their broadcast. I see him a lot at different games and events. And Miles was at the Senior Bowl uh, this past week. So he was able to uh, take in the sights and the sounds of good old Mobile, Alabama. It's I have to figure like they do it in Mobile because there's just nothing out there and they can just absolutely take over the city. But we'll ask uh, we'll ask Miles about his favorite time from being in Mobile as well as the Senior Bowl and how UGA players were shaping out and this that one as well as get into some Falcons conversation with Miles. As well. It's all coming up next on the Dopey Millennial Show, Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Higher. We're back with the Dopey Millennials Show. Good, bad. It's going to be like a drama every week. It's going to be awesome. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. I'm Caleb Johnson here with you. Taking you up till 10 o'clock tonight. You know, Hawks fans, whenever you start to think that, like, the injury situation in Atlanta has been bad this year, and sure, it's been problematic, whether it was, uh, you know, Jalen Johnson going down, DeAndre Hunter going down, uh, then this week with Sadiq Bey's ankle injury that has him questionable tomorrow. We find out today Clint Capella uh, has a adductor injury that's going to be reevaluated in seven to 10 days. I just saw a tweet uh, from a friend of mine who works in Memphis. The Memphis Grizzlies have 13 players out tonight, 13. So whenever you start to think it could, you know, it's bad. Like it could absolutely be worse. You could absolutely be the Memphis Grizzlies and the way that that team has unfortunately just fallen apart all because of injuries. All right. Uh <laughs> Change into a uh, conversation, though. Now, going to go out to the waitfor.com hotline and bring in uh, Fox 5 sports reporter Miles Garrett, who was out at the Senior Bowl this week, as well as, as always, uh, out covering the, the Falcons uh, for Fox Sports 5. Uh, Fox 5 Sports, excuse me. Uh, Miles, how you doing, man? Doing well, Caleb. How about yourself? Absolutely. I'm doing doing pretty good. Uh, Miles, I wanted to ask you, so I, want, I wanted to bring someone on uh, who is out at the Senior Bowl this week, is uh, that is the only uh, tackle football of the weekend. you spend any time today watching the uh, watching the Pro Bowl? <laughs> Can't say I watched uh, any of that. Um, I think that that product has kind of turned into something that it hasn't been, I guess, from what we grew up watching. But, uh, yeah, I can't say I watched any of the Pro Bowl. Yeah, definitely definitely not Sean Taylor, which, of course, is the one that everyone goes to in, in his tackle. But uh, uh, just the, the flag football thing, I don't know. I, I wondered if it would uh, get a little bit more interesting, but just hasn't seemed to be there. But the, the one tackle football game that we got of the weekend, of course, uh, in Mobile, Alabama, at the Senior Bowl, some of the best college talent uh, – Leading into that, though, you have a week where obviously they they put uh, guys in one-on-one situations, all different kind of uh, drills that they're trying to to run them through. Uh, Miles, after spending you know some time out in Mobile this week, what kind of stood out to you that you saw uh, from these guys running through running through those drills? Yeah, I mean there there was a handful of guys that certainly caught my eye. I myself, of course, you know, was paying attention a lot to. Some of the Georgia guys, you know, we are sure. partners with the University of Georgia, so we're was definitely paying attention to all six of the players there. But uh, bias aside in that regard, for those guys who I was looking at, uh, Lad McConkey was definitely stealing the show out there as far as the wide receivers were concerned. Uh, they asked all the defensive backs which one was basically the toughest to defend, and it was none other than Lad McConkey. He was cooking guys left and right. Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint scores a touchdown there. Uh, first touchdown of the game in that senior bowl. So both those guys increased their draft stock tremendously, especially Ladd McConkie. I think he may have worked himself into first round consideration with what he was doing out there, but there was a bunch of different guys. Roman Wilson with Michigan definitely caught my eye. Another wide receiver. 
Um, he looked very, very good. Um, just, uh, you know, I, I don't know if some Georgia fans are unfamiliar with his work. I know he got some uh, airtime, rather, in the college football <laughs> playoff, but he looked very, very good. And uh, outside of him, I think there was a couple. The, the quarterbacks didn't really stand out, per se, to me. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. definitely was, I guess, the the one who certainly looked the part, I guess you could say, in practice. I know Spencer Rattler performed well in the game, but uh, in practices, he didn't really do anything for me. Neither did Bo Nix or Sam Hartman, for that matter. But uh, Michael Penix Jr. does look good. He, I, I think he looks like a high second, late first type talent. Um, but I think that the, the issue with him is his injury history. Mm-hmm. So uh, there were some guys to definitely pay attention to, but those are the ones that caught my eye. With with all of that taking place, and obviously, like I always wonder about having some of the the best talent uh, all together at the same time, um, the difficulty level that it must be for scouts and for NFL front offices who are trying to take this in. What do you think that that those scouts and NFL teams can actually learn from a week like the Senior Bowl? Uh, given the fact of like, there's clearly something there, right? Because they they keep coming back, you know, year after year. Yeah, I, I think it has to do more or less with sort of that one-on-one ability to kind of get with these guys and see them in action, see them practicing in game action. I think that's what separates it from something like the NFL Combine or or any other event like that, or, or a normal game for that matter, because. A lot of these guys are learning things for the first time. They're getting coached by NFL coaches. Former Falcons uh, defensive coordinator Jeff Ulbrich was right mm-hmm. down there with them, coaching them. Um, now at the Jets, obviously, not with the Falcons anymore. But uh, I think that's a big thing for these scouts because they're able to get – you can see how well they retain information. You can see how they implement these coaching styles against guys who are of their caliber, if not better, and see how they perform in that setting. So – I think because of that, the Senior Bowl is still very valuable, and the Falcons certainly draft heavily from the Senior Bowl, especially with what Terry Fontenot has been doing. So uh, you can almost certainly count on on them potentially taking some guys that were in that game. Now, Miles, the the game itself, I saw this, and honestly, i got to say, like it surprised me. The first sellout that they've had in Mobile for the Senior Bowl since 2010, when obviously the big draw that year was, was Tim Tebow. Uh, did you kind of get a feel of any particular reason why it might be headed that direction or, or just, uh, you know, I guess Jim Nagy and, and that team that has put on this event finally, you know, finally getting the, the local fan support to show up? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the talent that's there. Uh, this year was definitely big on the quarterback side, obviously having Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, and, uh, you know, I mean, Sam Hartman, for that matter, a Notre Dame guy, you know, just those guys. I mean, Spencer Rattler, another big name as well. So I think just all the names are, that were there, um, I think, was a big reason why. Um, and just really the, the access you now have to these athletes. I mean, you, you just you, you're constantly seeing them. You're getting attached to them, whether it's online or on TV. Uh, people are just aware of who these guys are now. So I think because of that, it, it's it's become a bigger event, and just because of the names that are in it, I, I think it culminates in an event like that where you have a sellout type thing, and especially some Southeast guys. You know, again, like I I harp on it, but Georgia had six guys playing. You know, I'm sure there's a big contingency in the Southeast that wanted to see Georgia guys playing that game. So there's a lot of things to really you know consider when it comes to that. All right, Miles, want to switch over and uh, get into the Falcons and just. Uh... Well, it's been a, a busy couple of weeks for this team as they finally make a direction or, you know, 
make a direction and pick a head coach. Uh, and then Raheem Morris has been filling out that staff. Um, just since you and I haven't been able to speak on the subject, uh, your your thoughts about hearing Raheem Morris coming to Atlanta, uh, especially you know just given the fact of his connection to Atlanta in the past and maybe uh, you know kind of the surprise factor after he was you know an interim here in 2020. Yeah, no, I, I think it certainly caught fans off guard when it initially happened just because of, you know, Terry Fontenot, Arthur Blank saying, you know, we're big game hunting, you know, the Bill Belichick interviews, the Jim Harbaugh interviews, 14 different candidates. I think all that considered, you know, it was, you know, you're not really expecting to take a guy that was interim head coach here four years ago, uh, because if not, you know, why wouldn't you have hired him then? I think that's the, the confusion or the conversation that was had at that point, but I think since that hire has happened, I think the outpouring of support from coaches, players all across the league, almost in unison, that have come out to support the decision to hire Raheem Morris, I think is something that speaks volumes to what he's learned since he's been in L.A. I think that's a big thing that Arthur Blank came out and said that you know was a big factor in them hiring him, just learning under a guy like Sean McVay and and, and really growing from what he did as interim head coach in Atlanta and learning from what he did when he was head coach in Tampa Bay. So because of that, I, I really am encouraged with the moves they've made since. And you got to like the move they made hiring Zach Robinson as offensive coordinator as well. That's what I wanted to ask you about next is just, you know, Raheem comes in and I feel like there's something to when the reports go out that, hey, the Falcons are looking into a guy He's their, essentially their number one option, but there are other names circulating if Zach Robinson decides to go a different direction. And then we find out, oh, it, it is going to be Zach Robinson. He's making the, the move over from passing game coordinator with the Rams. Uh, obviously, they bring in Jimmy Lake uh, as defensive coordinator. Felt like that was, um, you know, potentially one of their their top picks that they were looking at. Um, you know, what is what is your confidence level uh, in these guys, kind of given their their background in the past, and uh, especially, I, I know you threw out the other day uh, the the 2016 coaching staff uh, that obviously just looks so incredible now. Uh, that you know the kind of feel that you have uh, for the the coaches that that Raheem is bringing in. Yeah, I, I think Zach Robinson was definitely the the a home run hire of sorts for offensive coordinator. I think that you know that was a hire that he needed to get right above all else because I think on defense you really have the talent that you haven't had before I mean we Ryan Nielsen did a spectacular job with this defense this past year but a lot of it had to do with the talent that was brought in Atlanta hasn't had that kind of talent on defense in a while so that considered I think that was you know something that they didn't have to put too much emphasis on because I mean let's be honest the the issue with this team the last few years has been offensive production you know you got to score points you got to figure out the passing game and something that Zach Robinson has been very good at, whether that's with Matthew Stafford or Baker Mayfield or any of those guys. So I do like that he got a guy like Zach Robinson to try and figure that out. But the next step is going to be quarterback. you got to figure out the quarterback position in Atlanta. Um, and, you know, I have confidence that Zach Robinson is going to be able to, to figure that out because he was able to do that with guys that aren't necessarily superstars. I mean, obviously we know what Matthew Stafford can do. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but I think his work with Baker Mayfield was more impressive because at that point, Baker was kind of a lost cause and he kind of helped him rehabilitate his image to what he's become now in Tampa Bay. 
So, you know, I, I think honestly think that's a name you could potentially watch for Atlanta free agent-wise, but that's another story. But uh, I do think Raheem needs to figure out that quarterback position first in order for this team to take that next big step, regardless of who the coordinators are. But outside of that, I mean, I do like the decisions he's made for some of these coaches because, I mean, I believe the, the you know, Ike Hilliard, I think that's a huge name to get for the wide receiver room. Uh, you know, you move T.J. Yates from wide receivers coach to quarterbacks coach. There hasn't been a quarterbacks coach the <laughs> yeah, last just couple of seasons. Say, yeah. So that's a, that's a big addition there. Whoever that quarterback is going to be, T.J. Yates uh, has been in the league for a while, so certainly can have something to offer there. But um, yeah, I mean, I, we're not really going to know until it happens. But uh, you know, I, so far I'm in cautiously optimistic with uh, what Raheem's done so far. All right, Miles, uh, if you were given the keys to the franchise and it is your decision to make when it comes to that quarterback decision, uh, do you go through the draft? Do you trade up in the draft? Do you go get one of these free agent quarterbacks? What direction uh, would uh, would you go? <laughs> yeah, that is the million-dollar question. <laughs> really uh, I mean, the, the, the problem is, is that if you stay at eight, you're not going to get any of the top three guys, Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Jaden. You're going to kind of be in that Michael Penix, Bo Nix territory. And, you know, you could certainly go that route, but, you know, they're, they're not really as much of a sure thing as those top three guys I mentioned. And then, of course, you've got the Justin Fields conversation, Kirk Cousins, all of that. I, myself, if I had the keys to the franchise, like you said, I would trade up. I, I, I think you're, you're safe to go any of those top three positions. I mean, you know, you could go to three and maybe the, 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 the cost isn't going to be as much as it would be to trade up with the Bears, but to get to a spot like that, I don't think you can go wrong with any of those top three prospects. You get them on a rookie deal, and you know, you, I think you have some assets you can trade. You're going to still going to get a draft pick, I'm assuming from that Calvin Ridley trade. So that's extra assets you can trade away. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got some players and some assets already in place that you can afford to give away to get that quarterback right. Because if you get that quarterback right, no one's going to remember all those guys you traded away for it. So I think it's a risk worth taking. Yeah, that's been just one of those those things that uh, I feel like I debated this back and forth before a head coach was named. It was kind of like I, I was I was leaning towards the direction of the head coach would obviously point towards a direction of where the franchise wants to go at quarterback. Uh, you know, you, you go Bill Belichick, and I'm thinking you absolutely want veteran quarterback. You want a guy who comes in ready to play that Bill can mold. You bring in Raheem. It feels like you're you're playing a bit of a more you know long game type situation. Not that you can't win now, as we've seen you know with like the Houston Texans and, and that whole situation. Um, but it just feels like Miles that we're headed towards the direction of of drafting someone. And I'm I'm right there with you that uh, eight feels a little low uh, this year to be you know trying to get your guy instead of getting just who was left available and no one wants to be in that type of situation. All right, that is Fox 5 sports reporter Miles Garrett. Miles, uh, uh, give him a follow on social media at Miles Garrett TV. Appreciate you joining the show, Miles. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Caleb. Appreciate it. I'll see you on the beat. All right, absolutely. Uh, coming up, we're going to get into what's been going on in the NBA specifically to Trey Young and the conversation around him as uh, snubbed from the All-Star game and is looking at an injured reserve role. How did we get here, honestly? And what should happen in the future? Now, we here in Atlanta feel that 
he has been absolutely overlooked and snubbed. Um, but what's the national conversation, and how does it change? It's the Dopey Millennial Show. Caleb Johnson here with you on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.